We in the great garden state. See how this makes me happy. This makes you happy? Makes me happy. Is this a pregame song for you? What? Dirt? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's all dirt. How hyped you get before when you listen to this one? These ain't no guest jeans. Uh, I dropped out of school. I'm still getting mad when nigga don't test me. I play to the left and to the right. They try to finesse me. That's crazy. He's actually. Still around with that big guy. I hope they don't catch me. Yeah. Police had rated that spot, so we went to the next street. that day they shot you, I stand on the mongoose. You could not come back around me, you tried your back on me, I cannot forget. The police was lying, they said that they caught you, but nigga, they made you admit. Your name was fine, you put in that work, they took your stake, you a bitch. Fuck my ass, they be on my dick, they all be mad, we rich. Turn up. Under 25, living like a ball, riding around with a chauffeur. He said under 25, riding around with a chauffeur. Niggas lying, I'm stealing. Alright. But you already know, bing, bong, boom. It's Mr. Worldwide when I step in the room. I'm a hustler, baby. You already know it's your boy, Big 38. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's Coach Carey, a.k.a. MC4, a.k.a. Mr. Dap himself up. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. that. You I can do what you want to do with us. Oh, yeah, it's I'm Mr. Just... Dap yourself up. Okay, I like Yeah, that. there we go. There we go. And we got a Jersey legend. Legend. Special guest. Oh, special guest. Goat coach. Goat coach. Mm. On the rise, coach. On the rise. You can say that. You can say On that. On the low. Say that one. Mr. Mr. do it rise. himself. Yeah, get it done. You know what I'm saying, Mr. Get It Done. Hey, Brandon, Napoleon. Hey, 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 appreciate you coming yeah, on. First coach, right? First, oh, besides Vest. Besides Vest. Besides Vest. Vest. First college first coach. coach. First college coach. Okay. Respectfully. Make it a trend. Make it a trend respectfully. Yeah, we trying to try make it a trend. It. I got a list. This, you were on the list. I told him that. I was like, you got to get Napoleon on here. I'm like, he had the relationship. And it's easy, you know, one phone call away. That's it. And he's here. Big bro right here, you know what I'm saying? I mean, let him know. I remember going back in high school, going to y'all games. I'm in, I think I was in eighth grade when y'all was really like Saint that. Peter's Prep. Yeah, Saint Peter's. Ooh. Y'all was really like that. You had Savon, shoot, Minka wasn't even there yet. Um, Sean Royster. Keith man, Lump, that team man. was crazy. Keith, I know Keith from Rutgers. Woo, Lump is a good dude. He's I'm a cop a, now. I'm, oh yeah, for sure. That's Ball. a large cop. <laughs> Yo, you see him walking down the street. Whoa, Ballhead cop. It's crazy. Yeah, he said Ballhead. Shout out to Lump, man. Now, Lump I good people, going to man. Those games, I'm like, I'm coming to St. Peter's, and then I thought about, it, I was like, ain't no way I'm taking a train all every day. <laughs> hey, going to, with it. Hey, hey you did anybody. it. I did it every day. Every that's, day for four years. That's straight. a grind. A grind. So what time did you have to get up to catch the train? I used to get up at five a.m. So mm. that's why coaching now is easy. I used to get up to do that for four years. You're a morning person by default. At that this was point. every single day. Every like. single day, and I'm getting home at eight thirty nine at night every day. Dang. So Ooh. I was living in college before college was even a, a note in my head. People don't yeah. know the struggle of going to some of those prep schools again oh. to transportation and mm-hmm. all that stuff, man. That's the thing because in Jersey, these prep schools, I mean, there's a lot of talent in our area. Like sent to that central Jersey, you go a little south, they got talent. For sure. But all you know, growing up, there was no South Jersey dog, you know, prep schools. Right. It was just it was St. Peter's Prep, Bosco, Bur- uh Bergen Catholic. Ramis came on late. Ramis came on late when Jabril. when Jabril went there and then now DePaul's kinda working their way up mm-hmm. to get to that level. But again, all North Jersey. Right. Now you got I mean Red Donovan Bank Catholic, Catholic, Red Bank Catholic, they're starting on the rise Saint to get Augustine. the south. Yep. 
And then you, what, you got like St. Joe's Hamilton. Like I never heard of Donovan schools. Catholic until last year. Really? Yeah. I think it's a relatively newer school. It okay. used to be called Monsignor Donovan. Okay, got you. So now it's a little change now. Several high school gurus right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm he, knows, saying exactly. he knows everything about. He know. I mean, I mean he knows high school, everything. New Jersey high school football. He knows I love everything that. about yeah. New Jersey. Like you right. ask Carrie, he knows. He knows somebody who knows that person. I'm like, yeah. Bro, like, I try. I mean, I try. Well connected. He's the big shot right here. No, 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 no. I'm I'm in the presence of two goats right now. This is I'm just a guy here I, I am to not just a have goat. the pod with the guys. That's all me. He is him. No, I, no I'm, I'm seeing that now. I'm seeing that, lo and behold, that he is him. You know I mean, I mean, I mean, not me. I'm just here. But let's dive right let's into dive it. into you, though. Yo, break it down for us how, who you are as a person growing up as a young kid from Rawway, going to St. Peter's, all that. Break it down for the people. Tell them who you are. Give them a little background about yourself. You already know I'm Coach Napoleon, Brandon Napoleon. But at the end of the day, I'm just a grinder, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's been that way mm-hmm. since Rawway, um, Pop Warner, mm-hmm. you know, growing up. And then, obviously... It's almost like going to college recruiting. You know, I was good at and in middle school, St. Peter's Prep, Bergen Catholic. Those guys would come out to my games and watch me. I took a, a, a day of a life of a freshman at Bergen Catholic. I didn't really like it. Okay. Um, and I went to St. Peter's Prep, and that's when you know I met our guy right here, Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing, I mean, going through that four years of that is just. You see everybody. You see Will Hill, Will the Thrill Hill. He's a Jersey legend. You see Savon doing it. You see mm-hmm. Sheldon doing it. It just makes you want to grind to do that and be the best that you can be as well. So at the end of the day, when it all came to said and done, I ended up being the three-star um, All-American. Uh, I played with Todd Gurley in the All-American game. We was the first to play in the Simplify game. Was, wow. So it was a blessing. I um, ended up committing to North. No one knows it. A lot of people don't know this. I committed to North Carolina. Mm. And I mm. decommitted and went to West Virginia. Wow. Um West Virginia. I did not know that. I also yeah. did, I did not, not know, know that. that. I was okay. committed. Yeah, I was committed to North Carolina. Um, and West Virginia was going through a coaching change. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Stewart didn't get the job. Uh, they gave it to Dana Hogerson. Hogerson flew out um, to my mom's job, offered me. Wow. I took my official. Um, I committed on my official on Father's Day. I know that West Virginia lifestyle. I heard. It's I heard different. a little bit about, about West Virginia. If you make it out of West Virginia, you made it out of. Um, hey, listen, true party school. Hey, true what? party school. I ain't make it out. That was, ah. I, I, I didn't get the chance to make it out. But you know, I say that to say I went to West Virginia. It, it was. It was a lot. You know, mm-hmm. partying, going from a private school, all yeah. boys, and it was strict to the number one party school in the country. We, mm-hmm. we just beat Clemson the year before that, seventy-seven, thirty-three. It was wild. So, yeah. You know, I got a chance. I grounded myself, red-shirted, because I needed, you know, you know how it go. You yeah, got mm-hmm, to yeah. get your body right. I played my redshirt freshman year, tore my knee my redshirt sophomore year, and decided to transfer. So I went to Northern Iowa. Um, I can say this. I'll be open. You know, I got in a little bit of trouble, got kicked out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Georgetown, uh, NAI in Kentucky. Went and had a little bit of trial tribulations there as well. Decided to leave and ended my career at Kansas Wesleyan. Um, okay. But I get into coaching just to help kids out there like me. You know, every coach along my way gave me a chance. I went to four different schools and never had to pay for school. Mm. Um, and I'm going to write a that's book a about blessing. that. Yeah, that's, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. I'm going to write a book about that because not, you know, not everybody gets that chance. Not everybody gets that many chances. That many chances. So I want to be that coach that sees the light in the younger man and say he's not a bad kid. He just has bad guidance or something mm-hmm. something doesn't click with him and, and is messing him up. Absolutely. At the end of the day, I want to be that guy give him a chance. Teaching what I know, obviously I went to four different schools under four, probably ten different position coaches. So I know a lot of, I know a lot, you know, and mm-hmm. I want to be able to give that back and then keep growing with the profession, just yep. to be the best coach I can be and have the same mindset that I had as a player and take that into coaching, you know. 
So in high school, you played a little quarterback too, right? What? You can sling that thing? Come on, man. That's I played a little quarterback. That's all I I played in high school. So that's why I went to West Virginia. I was confused while I was playing corner, but you know, Mm. I was. was You was I. You was I. I mean, I would have died at you. Now is this what kind of is this a power? Uh, were you handing the ball off? Were you oh, running the ball? Yeah, save on. He wasn't throwing it. He, he wasn't was hand the ball huh? to the number one right. player in the state. <laughs> number two player in the country. I'm just sitting there handing the ball off. We running triple option. <laughs> like ah, uh, I can make this. Just think about it. I, we was in a shotgun. It was Sheldon Royster next to me and Savon Huggins. I had the number two running back in the country, and I had like number eight athlete. So they made it nice and easy. Yeah, they made it easy for me okay. to just. You want to read? I read. Got you. Yeah, Not we read and mm-hmm. we just going. But when it was when I did throw it, it was a touchdown because no one expected me to throw the ball. Of course, of course, it was cool. Respectfully, was cool. respectfully. respectfully. I still would have dotted you though, but wow. respectfully. It's nice. Not that's going. He's saying that on that side. Not this side. I would have ran you over. No, I, that that's not true. That's definitely not true. <laughs> no. That's I would because I would have hit the ankles and you would have just oh, fell right down. He was a. I ain't gonna lie. He was a great tackler. No, oh, yeah. I he was a great I, tackler. Fun fact: You probably didn't know this about me. I was a quarterback my whole life. See, I didn't play defense in my senior year. Yeah, they. I don't know why they want to switch the quarterbacks to defense. Maybe because we have the most knowledge. I don't know. I was. A, I was definitely the. Quarterback. He got benched because his arm sucked. Definitely not. <laughs> I was five and one. I was five and one. He hates what people say. He hates my nickname in high school was Noodle. Noodle, because his arm was a noodle. Now because some 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 guy online that probably sits in his basement and doesn't really know much. uh, Decided to call me Noodle Arm, and at my freshman year, some of my friends. Noodle. I mean, the guy. Noodle Arm. I feel bad for that guy though. You feel bad for him? Yeah, because look at me now. I'm I'm doing good. I'm back giving back to the same school that I played at. I won three state championships at. And now, you know, I, I, went, I did not lose a game my senior year. We had the best defense like in the state. Like that. Best defense. I mean, I can't complain. I'm, you was already I'm, I in college by this. Guy. So, Listen, yeah, you were. We would have smoked St. Peter's your senior year. I mean, you know his not, senior year and your senior year. Your senior year. Not your junior year. We're not doing We were the number one public school in the state that year. We would have smoked y'all. Your senior year. Your senior year wasn't like that. It wasn't like that, but y'all wasn't. What? Y'all was not messed. Come on. That's two different. I'm just letting you know, like, y'all had. We had what? Had we had me. Had Najee Glass at wide receiver. He would have got strapped. By who? You? Real track star. Yeah. He should have stayed on the track. No, no kissy. You think you would have been able to run with that? Yes. He was a sophomore that year too. No, yes. he was. Yeah, Zach, you would have got. You're playing cover two over top. You ain't you doing that. Yeah. yeah. I, I was the safety. I played safety. I, I, yeah. I was a linebacker at 160 pounds soaking Our wet. Our defense was like that. <laughs> you see what he said? I was a linebacker. Like it would have been good for you. It, it would have been good. Now, if I would if I would have broke through and saw you one on one, that's Coach Hanson. Coach Boom, come here. Coach Hanson wouldn't let that happen, huh? Coach Hanson wouldn't let that happen. Yeah, like we lost when we did lose to Montclair. We lost to Montclair. Was that what? Oh, we beat Montclair. Herbert was like that. Well, he was probably the most one of the most electric players to ever play in Jersey. Who's that? Khalif Herbert. Oh, I. Oh my God. Went to went to Temple. Yep, yep. That was a shootout. He had seven touchdowns. I had six touchdowns, and we lost. That man had what had over forty touchdowns that year. Yeah, he was a Gatorade Player of the Year. That was it was. Crazy. So that's what I'm saying. We lost to them because of him. But if we would have yeah, played. Him, I would have had at least five. No, no dice. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not we, asking. I'm I mean, I, I know you're still in shape. But I'm, I'm getting back. We can put on the pads and see how that pick a hole would go. You have to pay me to do it. I like that. Respect, <laughs> that's that league. That's that league shit. That's that league. Respectfully, I don't play that's football for free no more. Oh, okay. I, I try to get him to race somebody. He's like, you paying? I said, I oh, yeah, he, 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 that's a money maker right there. Yeah, yeah, you can't mess yeah, with that. You probably get fined for that one. Yeah, like, what's up? Like, <laughs> oh, you lose race on the street? Everything. Yeah, you lose race on the street? Everything. So, after college, what was kind of the stepping stones that you took to kind of get into your profession after that? 
Um, after college, you know, everybody has a shot. I did the CFO thing. I did the AFO thing with the Albany Empire, the Cedar Rapids, River Kings. And I was like, the XFL was the last call. I was like, I'm not going to not make a team or get cut no more. And like I said, I always wanted to be a coach from when I went to West Virginia and they switched my position. I'm like, I would never do this to a kid. You know, mm -hmm. recruiting, I'm always keeping real with them. Absolutely. Um, so from West Virginia, I knew after I'm done with football, I'm getting into coaching. So I got a little bit of money from selling life insurance. You know, I did that for like four, four or five months, emailed around and got a job at Susquehanna University. Um, but just, just that drive to help kids out. Like, I want to help the kids out. It's not really about me. I already did the thing, but I want other people to experience. I want to give back. Do the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get a chance to do it, and now I'm just f fulfilling it to them. Like, almost the same thing that I hope that you will do. When you done with playing football, you have so much knowledge. You've been years in the league. You come back, you might go to Saver High School and be the, the AD, just chilling. Yep. You, know, you know what I mean? But you're giving back to your community. You're giving back to the kids that, that, that look up to you. Like yeah. That's the biggest thing with life. Like, you can't get all this knowledge, and then die with the knowledge. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Then you did a disservice to yourself and the people after you. Exactly. Like, there's no reason why you... you sh That's the most humbling thing. When you can give back and then that one, two people get that that information that you dropped and you're like, then he really got what I said and he's hitting mm -hmm. you up like, yo, you changed my life. Those are the moments that you remember I'm most. telling you, bro, like, just teaching a kid to take, like, me going to the field and catching a pick, okay, cool. Like, yeah, that's, that's live. I did yeah. that. But me teaching it, going through Indy, and then now the kid drives back and cover two, breaks mm -hmm. on the ball, catch a pick. That's, that's a better feeling. Like it's like I I taught him that, and he's actually listening, and that is now he's rewarded, and now he's happy. Yeah, you know I mean, like yeah. that that feeling's way more. Like I got goosebumps. When it about clicks it. on, when it clicks for somebody, like I'm same here. Like uh, when it clicks yeah, for I somebody, that must be a coaching thing. It's a coaching thing. It's got to be. Uh, I mean, you said you were gonna coach with me when you're done. Yeah, if you're head coach, I'll be the DC. But other than that, I'm not coaching. I would never coach college football. Y'all got no time off. Like, I feel like when my coaches, we weren't with our coaches, they on the road traveling here. I'm like, bro, ain't no way you got to. Then you got some parents that you got to deal with. Mm -hmm. uh, I, ain't, I ain't with none of that. Y'all talk about that coaching stuff real quick. I want to hear some. Yeah, so like, gems. you know, in the last couple, I mean, couple years, how long you been coaching? This is going on what, like year four? four. Year, four? year four. And you've kind of had to like, you moved around. I mean, we were kind of talking about it. We hit it a little out there, you know. In coaching, the turnover is crazy, yeah. right? Because you can go, like, either staff gets fired and you got to go or you found another job. You know, you've been at a bunch of places. So kind of explain that transition from place to place and, like, how you move. Because I know you got a family at home. Yep. you got a young son now. Yep. Like, how does that affect decision-making? Because, you know, a lot of times coaches can't do that. You know, that's mm -hmm. why, you know, there's 100 million high school coaches in the world that would love to coach college that can't because the time commitment, mm -hmm. you know, family time and stuff like that. So kind of dive into how that, like, the family life and – going from job to job affects you? Well, now it affects me with the little baby, of course. Mm -hmm. um, I would say this. When I was in Susquehanna, it, it really didn't affect me. I, was, I had a girlfriend, and I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I uh, took the girlfriend that I had down to Midwestern State in Texas, and that's when the decision made it start because that's when my son mm. was conceived, you know, in Texas. And I was a GA, not making a lot of money. So, like you said, decision making. So, I'm like, all right, I'm not on insurance here. I'm a GA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm have, I have a kid on the way. We're about to have some bills. So, that's why some people don't know. I left the places when I left, I was there for two months, one month, it was for my family. Like, mm -hmm. I left Midwestern State. Because I had a son on the way, yeah. which I took a full time job back at PA, and my wife is from PA, so it was always they a family decision. It wasn't like, oh, the coach and average is up and then leaving again. Yeah, I left for my family respectfully. Mm -hmm. If my son wasn't conceived, I would have stayed at Midwestern State. Yeah. So when I got to Geneva, 
It was a D3. I was a co-defensive coordinator. I was a defensive back coach. It was a D3. It was cool, but I know my potential was probably a little bit higher, so I left and went to Cookstown, mm. and it was a pay cut, but I was an hour away from my family and 30 minutes away from my wife's family. Yeah. MPA yeah. still. And Cookstown's a fire piece. Having a school. young son at that time and being able to have family, so when, y'all, when you got to go and your wife needs help, it's like... Having that, exactly. You got you sacrificed that. for the family. Yeah, I sacrificed the money mm-hmm. for help. My wife needed help while I'm in season. Right. And Cookstown's right. like one of the best D twos in the country, yep. so it all Fire. matched. So I went there, but then obviously another opportunity comes for me to be a GA. It was Murray State offered me a GA job in Buffalo, so I had a chance to either go to Kentucky, which is really far in the country, I already had some problems in Kentucky, mm-hmm. or go to Buffalo and learn under Coach Maurice Linguist, who just came from Texas A and M, the Dallas Cowboys, and things mm-hmm. like that. It was a no-brainer. I'm going yeah, to no you know what I mean? Like, right it's a no-brainer. And it's, a, and it's a little bit of a more pay raise. So every move I made was either for my profession and family. It was profession and family. Absolutely. Like, so, and, and I know what you mean. Like, high school coaches sometimes can't do that because, you know, either they're older in the game or they're scared to take that leap of faith. Like, mm-hmm. I took the leap of faith and, you know, my first job, I was making $7,000 a year. Like, bet on you. Bet on me. You know what I mean? So That's right. tough. I don't understand. Like, you want to... People always talk about coaches don't do this, coaches don't do that, but then they get paid seven thousand dollars a year. How do you even make ends meet? Yeah, mine was seventy five hundred when I was at ASA. Yeah. Like for the year, like the people who are fifty every the, two weeks. The people who are supposed to be How pouring into the, the people who are supposed to be pouring into the young men and the young athletes get paying seven thousand dollars a year, and you expect the the, the work to be the the best. Full time. That's full time. Yeah. So you're not like they say you're you get paid part time, but there ain't nothing part time about coaching. No, nah. and Once that you're was in coaching is like full time. And like, that was part of the reason that I had to step not. away from Kane is that I didn't have like I got a lot going on here, and I wasn't able to give 110 percent back there, and that would be a disservice to the team as well as the coaching staff, and I didn't want to do that. Is there a coaching association like that? Yeah, y'all, like the AFCA. The AFCA. They don't help y'all with. They don't have like you, a minimum that. Uh, Part-time coach? It's not a union. Okay. We, so we don't have, like, union. Like, you guys got the NFLPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't got that. You don't got a coach. Yeah, we don't got a coach. There's a coaching, like, it's like the AFCA is a coaching association, but they don't help. Like, that's not something that they do. They do? Okay. Yeah. Because that's just mind-boggling. Yeah, Absolutely. It was, it was mind-boggling to me. Like, it's over 40 hours a week. For seven thousand dollars a year, over forty is like, like they, they just yeah. cal- they just calculate the times you're on the field and they don't. Oh yeah, do the, the there's no calculations that at you all. do. There's, the, no, there's calculations. no calculations. That is at Buffalo. You're expected <laughs> to be there and do anything that they want you to do, if yeah. especially if you're an assistant coach and a low guy on 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 staff. If you're, if you're a GA, is chalk. I, I was sleeping. You don't have a life. Sleeping in the office. Yep. My kid was at home, newborn. I was sleeping in the office. Dang. Not saying that I'm not saying like they, they don't care, but it's the work that has to it's get done. Work you just have to, you have work to get you done. Do, you yep. gotta do your work. And it's like, coach, when you want this done, it better be done by the time I get back in the office. Well, when does he get back in the office? Five AM. So your work gotta mm-hmm. be done. And y'all just get out the staff meeting, the defensive staff meeting at eleven PM. Now he's coming to your desk at eleven thirty, twelve with his book bag on with a, 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 a task list of everything mm-hmm. you gotta do. When you need this done? Before I get back, five AM. Yep. I'm sleeping in the office tonight. <laughs> it's the, that coaching lifestyle, like you said, you would never coach college football. And, you know, that's the thing about it. It is, it is a tough lifestyle to to endure. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that I hope to get back into one day. Like my, my whole problem right now is I had opportunities at a junior college to get coaching jobs in college. I, I still haven't finished my bachelor's. 
And the biggest thing in coaching college is you gotta have your bachelor's you gotta have your degree. And uh, I'm I'm about a year 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 away, probably like a year, maybe a couple months. He's so grinding. he's grinding it I'm out. Still grind. School school is not for me. Um, I got too many concussions when I played that I st I stopped going to school for a while. So that's you know that's another thing is like a lot of college coaches, people that aspire to be college coaches, don't have their degrees as well. Mm -hmm. You know, they they stop because it may have gotten too hard and they just had to work and make some money. Life hits them. I'm lucky that I'm still able to grind coaching high school and working. But, you know, it's awesome to see somebody in your shoes that has continued to grind. You know, you've coached at D2, D3. You're at D1 now. Mm -hmm. You know, you're at a, you're at a MAC school. You're, now you're at FCS school. Like, you have hit every level Literally. that you possibly can hit in coaching in such a short period of time. And that's a credit to you because you just want to keep grinding. Yes, like, you, you don't want to be stagnant at one place you want to keep growing and growing and growing until you kind until you reach where you got to be but you know i'm assuming where you want to be is at the top yeah that's the thing you know everybody says why you keep leaving and it's always good to be great where your feet are like mm -hmm. i am going to be great at sacred heart my feet are but i always want to seek the best knowledge and i want to eventually coach the best athletes and mm -hmm. where the best athletes power five yep I do, I do want to coach NFL maybe for a season or two just to get that on my resume. But Absolutely. ultimately, I want to be a Power 5 DC. Yep. I, I want mm -hmm. to be the guy that, you know, I'm at Georgia. It's easy for me to get a commit. Mm -hmm. like, you know. You so. ain't got really you, there's not, much there's recruiting. Not, you like, exactly. you pull up with the G on your shirt. It's, it's like. It's the logo. It's hey, the logo. All the recruiting. what time it is, boy. All the recruiting is. And <laughs> recruiting, you know, let's dive into recruiting real quick. Because in coaching, I don't think people understand. You can get a job higher if you are a great recruiter. Right. There's guys that are at the power five level right now that may not be able to like go on a board and write up a bunch of like X's and O's stuff. But damn, they can go sit in a room with their uh, kid and his parents and say and, and convince you to show get, go there. That's very true. And you can get a job. Very, wow. Yeah. You can get a job that's for just being a very, very good recruiter. And that's that. I ain't going to lie. I mean, my coach at Buffalo, shout out to Coach O'John, used to say, you don't want to be labeled as a recruiter. And I looked at him and I was like. Yes, I do. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I do want to be the best corners coach in the country, but my ultimate goal is to be a recruiting coordinator and bring in the top dogs. Like, Coach, coach uh, my guy, Coach Die at Georgia last year, he had six commits, and it was all six five-stars. Like, he was the recruiter of the year. Mm -hmm. He's at Miami. But things like that nature, yes, they give you jobs because – it makes your life. It makes each coach's life easier when you're coaching a five star. Mm -hmm. Right, Admit, like they're they're already should be naturally polished. Right, you, you just tighten up little te the mm -hmm. little little tweaks that you little can tweaks. Do. Like so, you're bringing in the dogs. It makes it easier for your coaches. So you can exactly. be. I mean, obviously, I want to be good in both aspects, but you have, you have to be great at something. I want to be a great recruiter, great on the board, and whatever. But at the end of the day, if I'm bringing in the dogs and I got four four star corners. My job's easier, so I don't, mm -hmm. maybe I don't necessarily have to be an expert on the board and exactly. get all technical because they understand. You know what I mean? Especially nah. if you get somebody from a program that's prep, Bosco, they're already savvy to what's going on. Because they know how to watch film. Watch exactly. Film, do everything. It's not always about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. It's about the, about the people you get in the building. Mm -hmm. You ain't never heard that one before, did you? But why Jimmy and Joe? I don't know. It's just a saying. I ain't make it up. I just heard never it. Heard that why, why you never not, heard that before? Why not like Malachi and Malik? I don't, I, like I said, I ain't. the miles. We could, hey, it's not always about the X's. Jimmy's and Joe's rhyme with X and O. So it's not always about the the X's and O's. It's about the miles and the Brandons. I like it. I like it too. We you should know what I'm saying? Like, we should change the saying right now. Like, you just see. All right, so let's make our own saying. Okay. So it's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the. You guys make it. You guys have the problem with we'll, it. We'll, we'll come up with <laughs> that. We'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll you guys work on it. We'll work Again. On it. 
don't shoot the messenger. I'm just the guy. I'm just the guy. Amen. Right? I'm just the guy. Let us know in the comments what you think that we should have. You know, it's not always about the X's and the O's. It's about the blank and the blank. Let us know. There, How about that? Be some crazy answers. Some crazy <laughs> answers. Yeah. You know, another thing with coaching, right, is is networking. Yeah. Uh, having a network to someone to call just to say, hey, you know, I'm having trouble with this. Or, you know, what? hey, you know a drill I can do to work on press man. You know a drill I can work on cover too. So, like, talk about your network and coaching. Like, is it big? Is it small? Is it, I mean, I would assume it's still growing as you grow as a coach. But kind of dive deep into, like, who is your network and, like, where did it start and how's, how's it going? Well, the network is – I'm a communication major, communications major at West Virginia. Okay. So, yes, sir. You know, you know when they go, you go to school, you be like, well, what's the easiest major? Uh, communication. <laughs> All right, so I'm a communication major, so I know to talk to anybody melting pot. So my roller decks, I'm not going to lie, for a young coach is is, is pretty nice. You mm -hmm. know, I'm not going to name any name, like – you know, but some big, some big name guys that I can that get you on, could call right now. I can call right now. That I can get on the phone you with. You want name up? No names, no names. Uh, give us one. Give us one, and don't say Savon because nah, that that'd be too easy. Savon's light. Like Savon's light. Light cheese. That's, that's bro. Coke butter. Bro. Like, that's know, family. Marcus Freeman, the head coach of Notre mm -hmm. Dame. Yep. Um, Jim Caldwell, the legendary head <laughs> yeah, coach. Yep. Of the yep. That's uh. We had uh Brandon Copeland on yesterday, and he was talking about Jim Caldwell. Yeah. So like it's those type of guys that you know are mentors, and and I can call and they can help and. You know, just as you go along, like Al Washington, the mm -hmm. line coach in Notre Dame. Yep. You know, there's just some people who you meet along the way and they like the way you vibe, they like the way you grind. But my personal uh, Rolodex, my personal network, I got two. I got Uplift. And Uplift, I really can't talk about it because it's more of like a, a, a closer thing. And gotcha. It's a, it's a lot of us in there, but we all are expanding and trying to be the best coach that we can be. Then I just created my own group with me, uh, Nigel Madison. He's the linebackers analyst at Oregon. Your boy Kyle Wiggs mm -hmm. at Frostburg State. Uh, safety's coach and my boy Keelan Brookins. He's the corners coach at Kent State. We came up with a group because we're, we're all best friends. Uh, we came up with a group called the Next Up Group. And we're trying to promote that to be – we're trying to give – we're trying to be the mentors of younger coaches. Okay. Some, some guys didn't have – I didn't have like a big bro or a mentor that I can go mm -hmm. to and be like, yo, how do I get through this? How do I how do I draw on visit? Everybody needs that one person you can go to. Exactly. And we're trying to be those it's tough four. Tough being the first person doing something. That's what I'm saying. I'm going through. I'm like, how do I draw this? How I don't do have I a big network, so I don't like that. Like, you know, if I'm coaching, I'm coaching high school. The people that I'm calling is like, I got a, high, a good friend in Long Island who coached high school that I met through my junior college. But mm -hmm. like to have guys at the upper level. I don't really have that. You got me now. I got now. I got I got you now. Hundred percent. I got save on if I want to call save on. But you know, mine's small, and I'm I'm still looking to grow it. But just to hear you keep growing yours is an inspiration. Nah, for sure. But sometimes you want to keep it small because sometimes you might have snakes. But that's why. Hundred percent. In the neck in our group, the way you get in, you got to Facetime. It's us four. You got to Facetime us, and we just got to vibe. Like if you're a vibe with us, mm -hmm. and then you are what we exemplify. Like either you could be the mentor or the mentor. Like we just added my guy AJ Hampton from Virginia Tech. He's a mm -hmm. GA, but his knowledge is great. You know, he was at Florida State and Virginia Tech. He was his own position coach. He can kick it to the next guy that we got in there, uh, a younger guy, and, and he could call up on us. We can do interviews, mock interviews, just mm. get him right. We're That's trying to tough. We're trying to get that it to the, tough. we're trying to get it to the point where, like how you said, can is there is there like a is there an association that helps? We're trying to be the help for younger younger guys. Like, oh, you need help to pay for the convention. Mm -hmm. Oh, the big bros got you. Oh, yeah. you need help for a flight. That's tough. The big bros got you. You want to go do professional development with the Cowboys? Let us call somebody. You know, 
we're trying to be that segue so you don't have to go look for nowhere. You don't have to mm. like be like, yo, what's next? Or you be at the convention and you don't have, have no one you to talk to. You don't know nothing. Yeah. You don't know nothing about it. You just there, big eye like that. That's me. I walk around the convention. I'm usually by myself. I'll see like my college coach and some of the guys that I play with or at Kane that are coaching. I'll see wigs and stuff like that. Sometimes I've seen Savon down there. But, you know, that's me walking around like, hey, just going in, taking notes, just kind of keeping it to myself. Not that I'm not, I'm a people person. I can have a conversation with anybody. But, you know, when you go down to the AFCA convention, wherever it's at, you know, that could be like a, a big thing for a lot of people. There's thousands and thousands of coaches and thousands of egos. And you see people like, oh, I, I want to dap them up. And then you go up to somebody and then they give you an attitude for coming up to them. Yeah. So it's like you need to know people in order to kind of make it up in this profession. You, you do. And then, like, my first job, my first job from the, like, I got my job at Susquehanna through email, whatever. But when I went to the convention with Susquehanna, my first job I got, I mean, Western State was mm -hmm. at a convention. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you do got to take it seriously. But I didn't even know what I was doing at the convention. I, I just knew, I used my football, like, me playing in college and high school. Yeah. And me seeing all my old coaches at the convention. That's mm -hmm. how I maneuvered through it. Because I'm like, I don't know. These other coaches, but I right. know who coached me. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna go hang out with them and save on and things Absolutely. like that. But now, when I go, I have a calculated plan because I talk to the OGs. I know mm -hmm. what to do. I know who to go talk to. I don't gotta go sit in on a high school. No offense. I don't have to go sit in on a high school talk about power read. Yeah. I'm gonna sit in 100%. the lobby. I'm gonna go sit in the lobby and go talk to, to co talk to Coach Gibby, my old DC. College coaches do not go into. They go to the convention to network. They don't go network. into the convention to learn some X's and O's stuff. Right. I, I learned this. From the last year's conventions, an uplift that we talked about this. Everybody should go, and let's say you go with a group of five, like mm -hmm. me. Let's say us three went. I'm a you introduce me to ten people that I don't know. I introduce you to ten mm. people you don't know. You introduce me to ten people you don't know. And we That's just go a network That's right a, there. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. And y'all just grew your network by thirty people. And right every there. day we're gonna do that with a different group of people. So mm. it's gonna be us three for the first day. It's gonna be you, you somebody different for the next days. Mm -hmm. So you're by the end of day three, you met 50, 60 new, seventy new people, mm. and they're all on your phone. The plan is there. Yeah, but who would have knew that if I if somebody didn't tell us that if we didn't 100%. have the group? So that's what we're trying to do with the next up was be that mentor, but have it open and honestly grow to grow it to be like as you said. We're trying to have some sponsorships. I'm an LLC. It. We're going to go. We want to go with this thing because there are coaches that need help and absolutely. Need There's so many young coaches getting out the game because. You know, like you said, there's somebody getting somebody's big time in them, mm -hmm. or they don't not, know the next step. They don't know what to do. Like yeah. they just making seven thousand dollars for three years straight. They're like I can't do this, right? Because they can't but make the next step. Quality coach. The quality coaches just don't know the next step where to take it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's tough. Um, so during that time when you're down there, is there a certain time where you, early on in your career that you were like kind of like nervous or like did the nerves kick in for like those young coaches that are, that are going to these conventions, like? How did you overcome that that nervousness of, okay, I'm gonna go shake this dude's hand, I'm gonna go up to him? Like, was there so, was there like a pep talk that Business you had to do? Was, what did you do to get yourself ready for uh, those conversations? The first year, like my first every year, yeah, I was I was more eager than nervous because you know, like I said, I'm a communication major. I like people knew me more than I knew them because they recruited me. Gotcha. Like you got to think about if you was a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yo, that's my like. I recruited him out of high school. Absolutely. Like, yep. So it was more of that. Like people come up to me like, you're coaching now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you remember me? So it was like more of that moment. But when I got that, when I first got down there, um, yeah, like it was even hard for me to go shake Coach Gibby Hand at NC State. He was my DC at West Virginia. Mm -hmm. like, he was standing around Rich Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Are you standing around so many people? I'm just like. 
you know what, I'm just going to go do it. Like, you know, I'm just going to be, <laughs> but it. after you get that, those jitters out, it's like, I could do this with anybody. Like, anybody. Anybody. Like, mm-hmm. we're all people. Like, I'm going to be a DC when I get older. You know, exactly. I'm like, I'm going to be Coach Gibby and somebody will be scared to walk about me. Right. So I'm like, I'm taller than this man. I'm going to walk about <laughs> <laughs> like, This guy is crazy. But um, for the young coaches, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, just go and, and be personable. And if you're trying to get into coaching, the convention is free. Yeah. It's not like you got to pay anything. You know, the convention's in Charlotte from the 8th to the 10th of January. Fly down there to Charlotte. You, you want to go to the you want to go to Keeks and Keikos and you want to go to Miami and party go better yourself and go get some information and meet people absolutely and I know there's at the convention every year there's a uh, young coaches or new coaches like forum forum mm-hmm. right and I and I I don't know if it was my first or second year but PJ Fleck was talking in it and like sitting there he motivated you like he motivated me motivated me just sitting there and one of the things he said is you can't be afraid to go up and give your business card and shake somebody's hand mm-hmm. so as soon as that thing as soon as that talk was over i waited in the line of like 50 people just to hand him my business card and shake his hand yep. but i had to do that because i just need to put my face to him right because you know he's doing great things at minnesota and you know who knows what happens in the future but if you just shake somebody's hand whether they keep your business card or not at least you now subconsciously you put your face in front of them. Oh, that and, and that's really all it's about. Like yep. people come up to me. I met you at the convention, and sometimes I don't even remember. You don't remember because so you meet people, so many people. So many people. Like I met you at the convention. I'm like, you gotta play along. Like, yeah, I remember, but like, yo, I met so many mm-hmm. people. I don't even know who this is. But you made an impression on them for them to remember you. Yeah, and especially like what like we did a DB Twitter space the other day. My one of the guys in the next up group has an interview through the, the Twitter space because he presented himself well. And that's the same thing convention. As you present yourself well, someone's going to hear you talk, your vernacular, how you carry yourself, your swag, because it's all about recruiting and yep. you want to be relatable. Yep. So as you do those things, they're like, yo, this dude's dope. Mm-hmm. I want to hire him. So the convention definitely gets you jobs. That's Absolutely. why. Yeah, I'm not. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not going to no talks. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going there to network. That's it. Shim sham. Go get some. Go get some dinner. You know. Mm-hmm. And then you try and get the. You try and get the big dogs to buy yeah. dinner too. You got. You got to latch on to them big dogs with the cards. Man. They be having the school <laughs> cards. Like, oh yeah, come on, I got that's, you. That's me this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dinner with him. Pay for this week. Good. Absolutely. Good tonight. For sure. So being a being a college coach. What has it taught you in your life outside of coaching, like the patience, or has it taught you like discipline? Discipline, like what in a whole has it taught you in your journey so far? It taught me both of those things actually, because my wife says, "Yo, yo, I'm not your player." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I get home, and I'm like, "Yo, you have to, you have to be conscientious of what you're doing." Like, and she looking at me like, "Yo, I'm not your player," but it's crazy because I'm a coach. Twenty four seven. You live it. I live it. Even when I'm at home, I'm talking to my son, and he's the one. He don't understand what I'm saying. He's like, you gotta, you gotta be patient. Like, you can't be, you can't get aggravated. And he looking at me like that, that. Like, you know, what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my wife's like, you gotta stop doing that. But it's hard to get out of that mentality of coaching because coaching is mentoring. And, Absolutely. And I'm not supposed to mentor my wife. I'm supposed to mentor my son, my right. stepdaughter. So every all my words, what I say, I sound like a coach, which is it's a it's a knock, but it's not. My like I said, she gets frustrated with it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when they get older, like my stepdaughter understands now, she's seven. You know what I mean? Okay. So mm-hmm. when I talk to her and be like, you gotta do certain things like yeah. this, you gotta think about it this way. And I give them give her analogies that I give my players, she mm-hmm. understands it because she's older. Yeah. My son don't, but he he, he like, will though. Yeah, he's like, well, you got you, know, like, you know what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, I think it's a unique 
thing that all coaches do. Like you got Savon. I, I hear him talk to his son. He's it's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. we can't snap out of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is is actually pretty cool because you're you're growing your son or your your wife's mind. Because sometimes she looks at me like that's actually pretty good. Like yeah. smart. The way you think about the, life. the way I think about life, you got to think about life different because. You have to give tools to younger kids and think how they're thinking in their head. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to manipulate their brain to, uh, in a way, like, they might not get it this way, but how can I put it in their terms? Exactly. Absolutely. So that's how I'm thinking about a seven-year-old stepdaughter or a one-year-old. I'm like, like my wife sometimes be yelling at France, and I'm just thinking, like, maybe, like, she thinks this way, and we have to explain it to her this way. And mm-hmm. then when we do it, she be like, I understand. Yeah. And then my wife look at me and be like, see, and I, you know, see, I told you. I told you. <laughs> let, me, let me handle it. Like, you're good. I got this. I got this. I got this. Got this. <laughs> it's a coach's job to figure out a way to get through to your players or your kids or anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're a mentor in life um, on and off the field because, you know, your players, whether it's your position room of 12 guys or if it's the whole defense of 40 or if it's the whole team of 100, you know, there's always going to be somebody looking for some type of advice or some type of mentorship, whether you, you even know it or not. Always. Oh, he's he's living his best life right now. He loves when. Coach, oh, I'm I'm so hyped coaching. Right now. Uh, when, he gets to, <laughs> yeah. when he gets to talk about coaching, like it's bad. Like when I was going through combine prep uh, and um, we were going through COVID, I had got the play. I'm like, yo, I got the play. But he's like, word. We're in my backyard on my whiteboard. I'm like, just like going over. I need you explain to me what you how they said it in Ole Miss, and I'm explaining to you how this looks for me, and then we're just gonna keep going. It's, Bro, it's just like it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, you know, being able to you know. Learn the playbook with your boy. That's what I'm saying. And that's, that's lit. He's able to see an NFL playbook and our, open our, my mind up to a lot. Coach Snow, our defensive coordinator, is a mastermind. Like people, like Wanna, people come, people come on our team now and are like, "How do you guys run so many defenses?" I'm like, "It's just, it's the same defenses. We're just throwing different, different fronts, mm-hmm. different different DBs on the field. Up. Different. If we go three DBs, it's the same call. We're just playing it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So like, I." Being a coach is, I would love to do it. It's just the off season for college coaches. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I need that. There's really no off season for it's college never, coaches. It's a full time. I think about it as a full time job. I ain't gonna lie to you though. You can make it what you make it. Like like if you recruit, if you coach at Miami, your recruiting area is Miami. Oh, I'm outside. And, 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 <laughs> I'm outside. You know what I'm saying? It's like your day. You like you you recruiting Cali. Your day is done at four or five. And, or three, and then you might have to go see a workout at six from six to six thirty. But what do you? You just going to high schools. You just going to high schools for a week. For you're on the road for three weeks in Cali, Miami, Texas. Like it's actually dope. You're away from your family, which sucks. But at the end of the day, you make experience out of it. Like you might mm-hmm. see a coach on the road and be like, "Yo, what's good? Let's go get something to eat. Let's yeah, go. That's to, it. Yep. Let's go to the bar. Let's go do this. And it's all on the school. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. With this new NIL deal. Mm. How do you feel about it? Being a college coach yeah. and all the the people paying people before college and all that stuff, how do you feel about it? How does it affect everything? I think it takes recruiting out of the game. If you think about it, if I can go buy a kid, a kid especially if it's an inner city kid, oh, yeah, I got Oregon, this, 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 whatever, Alabama, but – Let's say Louisville has a bag. Louisville going to throw me four mil. I'm going to Louisville. 100%. I'm going to Louisville. Like yep. I'm not even thinking about like what this coach said to me. I don't even think if I'm, if I'm going to play. I don't care if I don't play. Mm-hmm. I got four million. You know what I'm saying? Like There's no recruiting. That's, that's helping my family. Like we ain't, yeah. we ain't talking about football right now. We're talking about life. This is money that could change lives. This is money that could change uh, legacies. Like, generations. Like, generations. Generational wealth. So you think about it like 
if you was come out and and let's say Ole Miss was not wasn't giving you an IL deal, right. and Seton Hall, like or whoever, like what St. Peter's College was, go like, get that bag. Yeah, ah. like, you're not going yeah. to SEC. You're gonna be like, I'm going to the Peacocks. Yeah, yeah. Million. You know the like, I don't care about none of this. Nah. Yeah. I guess it's, it's, I, so. I think it takes the recruiting and the and the and the because recruiting is an art, right? Like I, I, have, I, break, I, re, I break down recruiting in three different areas. You know, uh, 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 my fault. Damn, I forgot my areas. Your three different areas. My three different areas. I forgot identification, evaluation, and development. There okay. you go. How you identify? My man had to think. Yeah, he said, like, "Hold on." Because I, I, I just drove two hours up here, so you know I'm kind of kind of frosty. Respectful. You gotta identify your talent. We appreciate you, gotta, you driving. Oh, no problem. I just need my gas money, but. Ah! So I yeah, we talk to the bank. <laughs> now, nah, but I identify the talent, evaluate, and how I'm gonna develop them over the four years. It's really simple, but I don't gotta do none of that. I'm gonna if I'm at Miami, I'm gonna identify. Okay, he's a five star. I'm gonna oh, get. I'm gonna identify I'm gonna this get, pocket. I'm gonna identify how much we want. Okay, evaluation of this pocket. And we're gonna develop him. I'm not even gonna be here after I get him. Right. That's how mm-hmm. that's how college works. Oh, oh, if I get this five star, I'm I'm off to Bama. Like I'm right, off yeah. to, you know. And it's not about thinking about your next job, but why wouldn't Bama or somebody want the next best recruiter to get the best kids there? Right. Mm-hmm. And they'll find like schools like that. They find a place for good recruiters. Like you might not even be a coach. You're like. We'll give you GA we'll analysts. give you two mil just to go recruit or some find a way to get you on the road with analysts, a coach. Rec- analysts, GAs, like yep. GAs on the road recruit if you're good like that. Analysts go on the road recruiting if mm-hmm. you're good like that. If you're good, they're gonna put yeah. you on the road and go get the kids to get in. And that gets you jobs, like you said earlier. Like it's not it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And if you can recruit, if your coach will pick up the phone for you and be like, yo, this dog, this dude is a dog recruiter, mm-hmm. you should get him. You're going to get a job nine times out of ten, even if you fart on the you you are a fart on the board. You yeah. can't talk ball at all. Right. But if you can get them kids in, you can relate. Mm-hmm. Any Changes job the you, game. Yeah. I think the NIL deal is going to change eventually too, where you can't pay someone before they get into college because that's what it is right now. These they're basically league, They're basically doing exactly what they were doing mm-hmm. behind closed doors out in the open. Yeah, like He's making millions of dollars a senior. They're making more money than I am in the league. Like people think when you get in the league, like instant millionaire. Some of these kids, boy, I pay. wish I, if if I had million dollar boy, boy, I'd have did crazy stuff about that. You know what I'm saying? But like, so like, uh, what's the quarterback for Bama right now? Um, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. What is he making? Like two mil a year? Like, yeah. like. I would stay in college four years. Like I'm not about to chance it. Go to the league. I'll stay in college for four years, and then I'll go be a coach. Like I got six. I got. Well, what's two times four? Wow, eight mil. That's why he's a coach. It's cool. I got the eight mil in the bank. I'm not about to go bang my body up. I'll have fun in college. I might come back for my red shirt year and get right, 10 right. Mil. Let me get. Let me get another five. Let me get another. Yeah, give me five. I will come back for the last year, and I'm gonna go to retire. Like I'm gonna be 23 years old, coach, and I got bank. Right. Not chilling. I'm gonna care about none of this, but. Like, dude, what is crazy about it is, but it does pay leverage to the players as well. Yes, so yes. We had, like, I ain't going to say no names, no school. A player entered the transfer portal, got some offers, some big offers. The school told him we'll get you an NIL deal to get you, get you back. They gave him the NIL deal. He came back for that semester. Mm-hmm. They paid him out his bread. Once he got his bread paid, he hit the portal he ain't again. Dip. He ain't dipped on him. Wow. Dipped on him. But that's how unregulated the NIL yeah, like, stuff What you gonna say to me? Right I, got my, I came back. I got my bread. I'm gone. Like, I you, did exactly what you asked me to do. You ain't telling me to stay. You said come back. I came back. I got my money. I left. Left. 
Cause who you know I'm really shy. And then he went to the school that the running backs coach left to. Like it's crazy. Like that's how it works. That's how that's how it works. Like if I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm not, not. I'm just saying it works like that. Like if you if I were to leave and I'm like yo this play over here is good. I'm gonna grab him with me. Like you come, we out. We, 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 we out. We out. We, we going out. to a bigger school. But you know that's how. But that's how it works in the game. It's, it's the game is very like you said, shiesty. It is. You know, it is not always fair, but it is wild. It's like sometimes it could be the wild west. Yeah, could be the wild wild west. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's. If I was in college and I had an nil deal, well, I would have. What if I had? Oh my, my whole body would be tatted. You know, but college kids, you know, that's how you think. Like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get tatted, cars, mm-hmm. uh, sneak. My J's gonna be Jays would have been crazy. But bro, oh, y'all want to go out the club? I got, I got, got y'all. Bars, got the ace of spades. But realistically, what they should be doing is, oh, I got two million dollars. I got two million. I'm gonna put a million in investments. I wanna, yep. I wanna build a house from the ground. Help I wanna build. Yeah, or I want to build. A, if I, I was talking to my wife, I was like, if I had an nil deal versus five million, or whatever dollars, I'm building properties around campus so it could be campus living as residual income I'm yep. getting every year. I'm building a, a complex. Look at dropping gems, mm. man. Ooh. For those college kids that are making bread, save your bread, invest Protect it, chicken. do right with your chicken. Yeah, like, that chicken don't last forever. Mm-hmm. Man, especially go to make it, go to make it seventy five hundred a month. <laughs> Well, not even a month. A year. A year. Yeah. Twelve months. That's yep. going tough. So staying on the topic of players, you know, having that player-coach relationship is huge because, you know, these kids, you know, they're committing to the school, but at the same time, a lot of times they're committing to the coach because mm-hmm. they have to stay with that coach for what a lot of times they think is four years. Um, like So that re- player-coach uh, relationship is huge. Like what is something that you love to do with your players like – off the field, right? Because you have to have that relationship yeah. on and off the field, and as it's football and it's, it's life, exactly. So, what's some things that you like doing with the players off the field? I ain't gonna lie. So, Sacred Heart just got here in March, so we mm-hmm. haven't really like tomorrow. We're going to the beach again, the beach workout, but oh, that's nice. still a workout. Like we're gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually have players over. My wife cooks. Have the players over because you know it's usually sometimes you don't eat at night. Sometimes mm-hmm. you you struggling, struggling with bread. So at Midwestern State, the players came over about three times a week after work, and my wife would cook, um, have photo shoots for them. You know that's cool. Like so yeah. we have a photographer come out. We go on the field, do a workout, get work in. But now you got a video, and you got something to promote. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually just playing PS Five. You know, kicking on them in two K. You know, just normal things that uh. uh because I'm 28. There's a, a, red shirt, a red shirt of seniors is probably like 20, if he stayed a while, 23, 22, now 24 because of COVID yep. pushed things back. I got guys four years younger than me looking up to me as like big bro mentor yeah. and coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm never going to change who I am. I'm always going to be myself and, and be charismatic and be that guy that you can come to. I'm not going to be a stiff. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I go into schools and recruit, they look at me like, I went to North North County in Maryland, and the coach came up. He did, he walked past me at first, mm-hmm. and he walked back, and he looked at me. He was like, are you Coach Napoleon? I'm like, yeah. But I had on some, like, nice coaches' sweats, yeah. like sweats, but it looked nice. Yep. Had on a ni- I had on a nice cigar hoodie, mm-hmm. and I had some J's. And he was like, you're, you're a coach? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then when we started talking, he was like, oh, you're you're tough. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I'm personable. I'm not yeah. going to be a stiff, but I also know how to switch it up. If I go into inner city, mm-hmm. I'm going to wear J's and look cool. If I go 
going, if I'm going to Seton Hall prep. You're gonna wear a nice little collar shirt, collar shirt, some, some tan slacks. Oh, you know how you, hey, some situations you have to you though. Put it on sometimes. You have oh, to. Yeah. You have to adapt to the environments that you recruit in because yeah. you want those guys, those kids, to feel comfortable coming to play for you. Mm-hmm. And then right. we, and then you want your kids like so I, you know, feed my kids whatever. You want your players now to tell the players that you're trying to get like your coach naps. The bo- the goat. The guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy like you want to play for coach Knapp. He is him. Like I had a kid on camera yesterday, and all my players that met the kid was like, "Yo, Coach Knapp," and it was genuine. Like, "Yo, Coach Knapp is is him." Like, mm-hmm. so is Coach, Coach Knapp the name that you go by on the team, I don't or go by anything like just Coach in front of it, Coach Brandon, Coach Knapp, Coach okay. E, Coach N, just you know, as long as Coach coaches. respect, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want. You ever had to correct the kid like, "Yo, chill out." Oh yeah, I had to rip a kid's Canadian goose. You know how much that costs. Picked him up off the floor. Nah, I'm joking. joking. But now I guess like that, you know, you got to get, you know, because like I said, when I started coaching, I was 25. Mm -hmm. So now those seniors are what, 22, 23? So they like try, they try you a little bit. You got to get, you know, a little bit snappy. Yeah, of course. And you know, you earn your respect. I I used to try. (laughs) I used to try try RGA. I'm like, no, because our GAs would, like one of our GAs played. Played with us and then became a GA, Can't. and then tried to tried to Tough like boy, y'all. tried to then he tried to get that persona of like I'm the Coach. I'm like bro, I was slamming you a year ago. Don't try me like that. But now we good. My go my, yeah. my dude Jared, you know what I'm saying. Shouts out to you, Jared. But he, nah, I feel you because he like, was in the equipment staff and then played football for like a semester. But you know like with the um. When you're numbers. when you're playing football, you I mean when you're playing college football, you gotta have the certain amount of classes that you took by a certain mm-hmm. year and stuff like that. So you end up just going to be a GA. And then he got that tough one. I was like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got and then you gotta know when to be tough, when to not be. Like mm-hmm. people can see through that. Like I'm people see my Twitter and see my gram, my yeah. TikTok. I'm young. I'll be dancing. Like I'm cool. Mm-hmm. But I do have that switch. Like I I will. I, you see the you see it both. You see. You see when I have fun when it when it's time for business. Oh yeah, like my players know right now. I already told them as like they saw me in the spring. I was mad fun because it's springtime. We yeah. not, it's not we're not playing against nobody else. But as the the times were getting shorter and shorter, now it's July. We on the field. I'm straight face like mm-hmm. I'm on you because now it's time to get paid. It's time yeah. to get money. So the demeanor shortly switched uh, switches, but I still got to, You know they still want to come over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Wayne, I'll give them some donuts. You know those were the times I remember more than the games. Building that bond with your teammates, everybody saying that you cracking jokes, everybody you getting on coach, coach getting on you, mm-hmm. you know you 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 um, sitting there with your your coach's kids, and then you see his aspirations of why he does things and why he you know is there you know five a.m. getting stuff done before yeah. stuff before we're there. He's telling us he's staying up, sending us film. You see his why, his his. His motivation and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and see your motivation. I know your your players appreciate that. And then, you know, some you know some player teammates I played with when we went to coach's house, like they didn't have that at home. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a father figure who can show them how to be a father around their kids. So like having our coaches when they were interact with their kids, and you know, Matt, Coach Luke, Coach uh, Freeze, all my head coaches at Ole Miss, they they. Put family first. Like family was over there. Their kids were always running around. That's you know, big. they're throwing football in practice. You you know all their kids, so you knew how to be a man and how to hold hold down the fort at home. Because exactly. mm-hmm. like, you know, football ain't gonna last forever. Coach ain't gonna last forever. Eventually, you're gonna be a dad. You're gonna be a Have husband. A family at home. So you got to be able to transition into 
okay, how do I be this person? And Absolutely. seeing our coaches do that was big for some of some of my teammates. Exactly. And that's what that's the light that I'm trying to shine. Like, yeah. yo, I can still do my work, but I'm a family man. You can see how I am around my son. Mm-hmm. You can see like and also it's like when you tell a kid how many times you coach say you're like my family, you like my kid. But if you go to his house and he not Nah. Yeah. Exactly. So I treat I treat my players the same way I treat my ste- like yeah. my stepdaughter. Like, yep. like we're all gonna have fun. I'm gonna get on you just well, like it's time hurt. for time to discipline. I mean it's you time got to, to chill. Teach like, them relax. to switch. Exactly. You gotta teach them to switch. Exactly. Now as a young coach, um being around like older coaches and like they're not on they're not on social media. You know, they may have a Twitter, but it's just for recruiting purposes. Like, you know, me and you, we got Instagram, we got TikTok, we got Twitter, like and we're, I know you just said it, you're active on all of them. I'm also active on all my social medias. And a lot of older coaches don't understand that. And they may look at it as a distraction. Like, talk about how it's not a distraction and it's just our way of relating to the younger generation that's coming up because TikTok is the wave. You know, doing dances on TikTok is cool. Like, it's just a way of expressing yourself because social media is so big in today's society and it's so looked upon in the coaching world, I feel by older coaches in a negative light when it really should just be a positive way. Yeah, I think it goes back to being relatable. I mean, the old coaches don't understand. I guarantee you, behind closed doors, they're telling their GA, mm-hmm. "Yo, go, 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 hit them up and do the dance with them." Show, on, on. show, show me yeah. how to do this. Show me how to do this. Or this kid told me he wanted to do this dance. Yo, let's practice. Mm-hmm. Literally, literally, like I don't even remember Cincinnati when uh, Coach Luke Finkel, but he posted a video. When TikTok first got popular like two years ago, and they all was doing the, the gritty on the. Oh, yeah, on the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yep. all, but it was all doing it. And Luke Finkel, mm-hmm. like, he's not that old, but he had all the coaches doing it because he knows yeah. that's a recruiting tool. Yep, absolutely. He knows, like, a, a high school kid's gonna be like, yo, that's tough. Like, look at mm-hmm. Cincinnati doing that. Oh, they're like, lit. I got mad, so many players or high school recruits that will send me my TikTok, like, yo, coach, you drawing, like, <laughs> wilding. Yeah. But it's like, okay, I just got a kid to text me. Like, I'm not texting a kid. He's texting me about something that he saw on his For You page. Mm-hmm. All right, let's start a conversation. So yep. it's always an iceberger because it's like, yo, I saw you, you know, you know shaking your uh, head. You're shaking your head, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Jersey. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I, yo, I can tell you, I see you doing that, young bull. Let me show you my stuff. And then you can mm-hmm. do that. The, now y'all have something relatable rather yep. than being, yeah, like, oh, what's that toxic talk stuff? Yeah, you know, like exactly. Old coaches, like, but you got to respect the old coaches. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you, the OGs, they know what's up. They don't frown upon it. They just won't do it. Yeah. They will tell their GA, to you get better be doing it. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, because I was a GA, and it wasn't like, yo, go do these dances. Like, it was like, yo, you you got to go do this, get this yeah. done. Yo, go 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 play the 2K with this kid. Go right. play, mm-hmm. go do this with this kid. But they weren't doing it. You yep. know what I mean? But it's 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 it's, it's I think the game's going to change with this new rule that's about to pass that where analysts are going to be able to be on the field coaches and go recruit. Because mm. I think, you know, a lot of analysts now are older coaches. Like, yeah. I want to say old coach, I mean, like, like 70. So, like, you probably saw, like, there's young analysts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then those are the computer guys. Then there's, like, you got old. The, the ones that, that dropping gems in the back. Yeah, yeah. like, the, the dudes who, you like, well, where, where is he at? He's not on the field. Like, you know, he in the office. Yeah, like, he got to stay. He can't come he, on the field. And on the field. Like, yeah. Those analysts, no offense, I think they're once they pass through the analysts can coach, I think those analysts are gonna get weaned out because you're now I can use you on the field, you're kind of old, you can't be on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Respectfully. They Absolutely. were just they were just kinda of like placeholders when coaches needed like advice type Advice, of like yo, yeah, like they're yo. like a consultant more than they yeah, are. Now. Literally like, yo, what do you think about this? I know you've been in the game for mad long. They might have a different role for those type of guys, right. but the analyst titles are gonna start extra going coach. No, nah, we need younger yeah, coaches. We need younger going the field. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, but I might need you to be a consultant, but I need these two younger analysts to go on the field and coach. Yeah, that's probably a big Definitely. for the young coaches. That's gonna be 
Huge. I like. Hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm just, you know, y'all be social media. I think also people got to know how to use it. It's a tool. Don't make it a distraction. You can't make exactly. it a distraction. You got to use it as a tool mm-hmm. to better yourself and to promote yourself, promote what you're doing. Um, but once you make it a distraction, you're, you know, if you're not taking care of A, you can't let B overtake B, A. You know what easy, I'm saying? Yo, so that's, that's what social media, a lot of people get caught up in like, oh, I got to do this, got to do that. But you're not taking care of what you're supposed to be taking. Handle your handle. Like it was, it's like some of our players, you know, that was at Buffalo. I'm gonna say, like we have some, we had some TikTok creators, like famous TikTokers mm-hmm. on, you know, the, the on, blue check and everything. Yeah, like with blue checks on TikTok. But it's like, all right, you're doing mad dances a day. I yeah. respectfully, you're making bread because it's, it's, it's your mm-hmm. thing. But it's like you're not making no plays on the field. Yeah. yeah. Now, like, now it's a problem. Yeah, like now you're giving coach a reason. Now to the say coach something. is gonna bring it up. Hey, yo, maybe if you got up. Every, TikTok. every time, like, you, you, like who coming to me and the coach be like, you over there, <laughs> your knee, and look at this on film, boop, and now you on film getting bombed, and then, you, and then right after you get on bomb, get right after you get yelled at, you, mm-hmm. you back to doing that. It's like yeah. we're, I understand you making bread, but yeah. take care of your business. Yeah. Exactly. And then go make your bread. You over there getting up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you just got ran over yeah. five hours ago. Yep, like, you know, but that's huge. That's huge. It really is true. So look, I got two surprise questions for you. Surprise. Which one do you want? One or two? Mm. I'll take one. You feel me? I'll take one. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, were you a Disney? Did you watch Disney back in the day? No, nah, I was straight football all day. Man, stop the cap. I swear I didn't watch Disney. I didn't I mean, watch. What, what did you watch? Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. All right, Nickelodeon. Okay, okay. All right, what's your top three Nickelodeon shows of all time? SpongeBob was one. Okay, okay respectfully. Respectfully. I, you can't go wrong. Oh, well, I can't even do top. I, don't, I can't do top. Because I was watching Ed and Eddie. That's Cartoon Network. Yeah, mm-hmm. you already said you already said Nickelodeon. Yes. If you want to go Cartoon Network, we could change. I can't because I, I was it was it was okay. Nickelodeon it was Ren and Stippy. Ren and Stippy was Cartoon Network too, right? I don't even mm-hmm. know what that is. But yeah, okay. that was you know Ren and Stippy. That was Cartoon Network. You don't oh, know Ren and Stippy? Nah, is? he don't. He, he's a Disney uh, fanatic. Whoa. Think about it. You Disney when you fanatic. were whoa whoa whoa. You don't know Ren. I was Disney. Cat dog. Of course, Cat yeah. Dog. That's, Hell is yeah! That all Cartoon Network. Nah, Cat Dog's Nickelodeon. So Cat Dog, it'll be SpongeBob. Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Rocket Power. Oh yeah, hey Arnold. Rocket Power. I thought that was Cartoon Network, but it'll be those. Nickelodeon. Hey Arnold, Rocket Power for me. Top kids not afraid to lead us. Jimmy Neutron, Fairly Odd Parents. Not my top. Not my top three. They'll be top Spec. five. Early Operance is the best show on Nickelodeon SpongeBob ever. is the best. I never watched I'm either. I'm not playing with... No, other than SpongeBob. SpongeBob, SpongeBob is, is normal. I didn't watch SpongeBob. Category. I didn't watch SpongeBob. You lost your childhood. But yeah, it wasn't something that I ever okay, watched. Now he's bugging. He's bugging. <laughs> like, what? like if, even if you ain't like SpongeBob, you were sitting there watching yeah, it. Have like, I watched it? Yeah. Was I religiously sitting... Oh, SpongeBob's on. Like, nah, no. That joint was funny. What was you, what was you sitting down glued to? Like... Disney. I was a Disney like right. Rocket Power. I was Nickelodeon Disney. Hey Arnold, Rocket Power. Rocket Power was Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Like I don't know what that is. What? Whoa. Sweet Life, Life of Zack and Cody. First of all, that doesn't sound like something. That's So Raven. That's So Raven was my thing. Okay, that's Disney. That it was That's So Raven and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. They were on at six and six thirty. I never. I, I probably, turned, I probably turned it off. Like <laughs> I, I saw the names. The Sweet. He said, Life. "All right, time to go outside." <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, but no, nah, no, nah, those are my three. That's okay, that's a good three. three. Those are my three. We respect three. What's two? What's two? Okay, and then. Two. All right. All right. Here we go. 2014. I got set up for this 2014, one. right? The last NCAA football game came out. Mm-hmm. He's going to go with yours. Denard Robinson, right? Denard Robinson was the last Robinson one on, was the cover. on that. Yep. Who would you put on your cover 
from 2014 until now, now, who will be on your cover for Instagram? You got that's a lot of each, yeah. So 20, it's a lot of years. What I don't even remember who played. Who was a dog? Do you, there's gotta dog? be names that pop into your head like yo, they were dogs. I think it'd be them. Like each year though, like, no, no, just no, one. we just need, we just one, need from one from all the one, years uh, from from 2014 from to 2022. Who was the biggest dog in that college you, that you would that put you on an NCAA yeah. cover if NCAA cover was to come back for 2023? It's not gonna be mine. So Who I'm would agree. be your dog? Like you, like he has to be on the cover. He was a trendsetter. He was that guy. I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, one coach. I was gonna say Tavon Austin, but you said nah, he, I said Tavon Austin, but that was too early. early. That's that was too early. Too early. Yeah. I would have to say uh, he, that's a West Virginia thing. That's yeah. a West Virginia thing, right? I just highlight tape of all time. You ain't gonna, gonna like this one. I'll say Minka Fitzpatrick, defense and prep and I can't get mad. That's Jersey, yeah, you know we can't get mad at that. Uh, I would say Minka. He's, all right, bet I like that one. Either Zero, Minka, either Minka, either Minka or Brill. Mm, he said Brill. Brill, Brill in college was offense, defense, bro. kick return, punt return. Yeah, bro, like so you Minka. Jersey guys, Jersey, Jersey. Bro, you know we here that that, bro. Jabril in college, was Jabril in high school when he transferred to uh, to Paramus, it was like I was like, this different. dude is crazy. Like, I, I think the best two players to ever come out of Jersey in our era, like thirty years ago, I ain't on them back then, yeah. was either, is Will Hill and Jabril Peppers. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't think you know who Will Hill is. I don't remember. I Everybody don't. talks about him. He was the number one athlete in the country, number mm-hmm. one safety in the country, number one player, and the number one quarterback in the country. He Dang. had him rated as all number one across mm-hmm. the board. He went to Florida as a freshman, freshman, won the natty, started two picks and 50 tackles, freshman year. Six, six, three, two, fifteen. Different. He was different. He was Respect. Prep guy, you know. You know? Pirates. Hmm, Mara- Marauders? Marauders. Marauders. Mar- the Pirates. He talking about something. That's showing Marauders. Isn't it the, what is a Marauder? A Marauder a is a pirate. So we, I'm not taking it wrong, but we kill people, yeah. We gotta end Horrible. it on that. That's <laughs> what are y'all? What are you? What was y'all? Bombers, Bombers baby. baby. You know that vibe. Two here. That is terrible. That sounds. Bombers, but. baby. But think about it. Like we were public. Y'all all went from a school to try to make a good school. What do you mean try? To we came play. out of the trenches from a town where we hold couldn't on, have people. Hold on, trenches. I, I, I see nice. I see nice. Uh, how many? Houses. How many state championships you have? Me, me. Well, how many do I have personally? How many do, how many do you have, have personally? Uh, zero, nil. Okay, then. That's why. Hey, and that's an episode. Listen on video. that. You already yes, know the vibe. Hey, we got the dog. Appreciate you, dog. Appreciate driving it, man. two hours yep. and coming in to talk to us. Hell yeah, this us. was dope. For you sure. know, I want everybody to go like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend because yes, we're all friends. Yes, tell a friend to tell a friend. My guy Miles, my guy Miles. You feel me? I appreciate both of you. My guy Mike. Mr. Dap himself up. Mr. Dap, that's why I try to do it to myself. But I don't think, no one, no one, no one caught that. Y'all ain't. Nah, I, we peep, we peep. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I, I gotta go. get that down. I gotta get that down. But I appreciate hey, but, you guys for sure. Hey, go follow Brandon, man. Oh yeah, follow me on everything, Coach Napoleon. That's my name on everything. Like that. Dope. That was good. That was good. I'm fucking that's, sweating. That's that motion in me. I can talk for it. <laughs> yeah, I can see. Yeah, for hours. Recruiting. Nah, every coach that we. No, that's actually a 